Hello and welcome to Insights for Manufacturing. I'm your host, Jeff Beecham, and throughout the series, I'm going to be looking at some of the challenges facing UK manufacturing in 2022. In our fortnightly episodes, I'm hosting a range of guests from service businesses and support organisations, providing subject matter expertise and guidance on a diverse range of topics affecting UK manufacturing. Now, today's episode is a special edition to the planned schedule, and we're going to be discussing the campaign and petition for a minister or commissioner for manufacturing. So I'm delighted to welcome my special guest today, Andrea Wilson, who's the campaign founder and director at Honal Precision. Welcome, Andrea. How are you? I'm good, Jeff, and thanks ever so much for asking me to come on today. It's really appreciated, as is uh, the rest of your support towards this campaign. You're, you're doing a grand job. Uh, you're very welcome, and it's uh, it's just such a, a, a good uh, a good topic and a good initiative to to get behind, really. So, uh, for the benefit of of our audience, can you can you just tell me a bit about yourself and and why it is you decided to launch this campaign in the first place? Yeah, well, I'm a director here at Honal Precision. We're a subcontract machining specialist based in Leighton Buzzard. Um, we're a true SME. Um, we have forty people, very close knit team. Um, very high staff retention so a lot of the people have been here we've all grown up together and for the last 25 plus years um, I've I'm a big believer that you can't complain about something unless you're willing to try and change it yeah and for the last 25 years I've been invited or joined a number of panels steering groups policy committees um, you name it trying to basically change the way that manufacturing and engineering are viewed um, and also deal with the issues that we're facing as SMEs on, on a weekly basis. Yeah. And over those 25 years, the exact same subjects keep coming up and nothing has really changed. So I think the campaign, COVID sort of brought a lot of people together. There was a lot more collaboration, particularly on LinkedIn. Yes. Um, and having communicated with a wider variety of people on LinkedIn and how manufacturing is perceived, how we're actually going to change the image of manufacturing, um, it was just time to do something different. And I think the campaign was born from that. We were hoping that we wouldn't have to go to the lens that we have with a petition. We thought the government might actually hear us yep. and at least offer some sort of voice or some sort of representation. But that's not happened so far. So we're we're now on the route for a petition, um, as you and I discussed a few weeks ago. Um, and I think it was your gentle kick that made me actually get the petition up and running on change.org. Yes, absolutely. Well, hopefully it was more of a nudge than a kick. But uh, yeah, it's it's going to be really interesting to see, uh, you know, the extent of the, the full take up of the, the petition as this rolls out over the the coming weeks i mean it's only been well just over the weekend i think you launched it on friday was it so um you know i'm sure it's going to be more of a a marathon than a sprint but what areas do you do you see sme manufacturers needing support with the most andrea well funnily enough one of the first replies i had from bays in relation to this was pointing out the budget restrictions they're now under having yeah. dealt with COVID and and all the support that's been accessible and as I pointed out to them, it's not that we need more support. We need 
better support. We need more tailored support for SMEs. There's a whole host of support packages and, and networks out there. There's, there are grant schemes available. There are supports for, for, for skills of developing people, developing equipment, investing in new technologies. But unfortunately, the delivery vehicles are failing. Um, and even when you are actually told about what that funding is or where you can access it, it's then so difficult to actually access it or apply for it or they make the hurdles so high that you need a full-time member of staff just to apply for the support for an SME and you don't have that in SMEs. Yeah. You know, we're all wearing a number of hats in a small business. You know, and 99% of UK manufacturing and engineering are SMEs. Yeah. And out of those, a lot employ less than 10 people. Yeah. So you support to be simplistic you need it to be accessible you need it to actually be viewable i mean yeah. it's it's not just about the fact of it, it 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 being easy to apply for but you have to even in the first place know about it and the leps are not publicizing in most areas not all um it was a chance encounter with my local council where i found out they'd got huge amounts of funding mm. You know, and I consider myself to be quite good at this. I'm quite hot on keeping up with this. So what chance of an, is, has an owner-manager got? Yeah. You know, so it's not that we need more funding. We don't need more support. We just need the support that's there to be more accessible, more applicable, and easier to actually find and apply for. Yeah, so there's, it sounds like there's a, a huge signposting um exercise that that needs to be done and i, and I know there you know there are lots of different organizations and bodies all trying to to weigh in with their own help either for their members or for for the local um businesses um but i think you know they, they probably lacks a sort of centralized i said to somebody the other day i was over at um the manufacturing technology center last week with mike wilson uh their chief automation officer uh, and i actually said to him because this sort of thing came up about funding and we were talking about um this sort of perception that some people have got that organizations like the mtc for example are just for the oems and and mike sort of put me right on that really you know because i've just been you know uh, talking to a lot of predominantly smes about this sort of thing and he said well well actually we've got a huge uh, range of services for SMEs um, and the trouble is you know as you've quite rightly alluded to you know that there are a lot of uh, schemes and funds available but people just don't know either where to look for them or, or go about things in the right way and I said to Mike um, I think what UK manufacturing needs is probably a manufacturing equivalent uh, of Martin Lewis, the uh, the money saving expert on the TV. Um, if there was somebody like that for manufacturing, you know, sort of like a um, you know a, a one stop shop, somebody somebody that knows the ins and outs of practically everything. I know he's got a team and everything, but um, I just find that that show that he has so useful for a lot of people. It must have helped thousands and thousands and thousands of people. If there was something like that for UK manufacturing that would make it a bit easier, um, I think that'd be a step in the right direction. But maybe Sam Bainham and his Connex portal might might go some way to to addressing that. Let's hope so. It's it just it's hilarious when you think that UK government go on and on about UK manufacturing and engineering and saying about how our productivity is behind the rest of Europe. 
Um, uh, you know, we're not embracing lean principles sufficiently. Mm-hmm. But they don't look at it themselves and within, inside themselves because yeah. it's the layers of bureaucracy, it's the layers of administration, it's the amount of administrative positions that have been generated through a lot of these support networks and support packages yeah. that if it was just looked at afresh and actually you applied proper lean principles and productivity improvement practices to what's actually out there, the government would actually save billions. Yeah. Absolutely huge amounts of money. And yet the support would still be increased. It's about getting stuff done, isn't it? Literally, you know, there's lots of help there. And uh, I suppose the Americans would have a subtly different way of phrasing that. But getting stuff done, I think the word they'd use probably still begins with an S. But, you know, we get stuff done. That's what we need to do uh, in the UK. So where are we then in, in the campaign and what what hurdles are, are currently in the way? I think the first hurdle is people actually making time. You know, there are so many critics of UK manufacturing, UK engineering, um, of the skill shortages that government aren't doing enough. The first people we've got to look at is ourselves. Mm. And we have to make that time and find that time because you can't ask for change without putting the energy and the effort in to actually affect change. Yep. You know, that's the same in your business. And it's the same when you're actually asking for something to be done differently. So there's no point joining yet more panels, yet more steering groups. If you can't take a few minutes to sign a petition, then change isn't going to happen. You know, what we need is basically a centralised voice in government for SMEs um, who can actually explain the barriers that we face on a weekly basis. The OEMs get a chance to speak and, and feed into government policy on a daily, weekly, monthly basis. You know, and the majority of that ends up coming out in policies and support systems that are just not appropriate for SMEs. Yeah. So the first thing we've got to do is actually admit or, or agree that we need change. We want change because a lot of people say they do. Mm. But we've actually got to make that effort to actually affect change. So the first thing we can do is get online, sign that position at change.org. Um, if they follow you or follow me or the variety of other supporters that have got on board with this, like Sam Bainham and Mark, um, you know, Mark Weymouth, Chris Greeno, there's a huge amount of support for this. You know, join in, sign the petition. Let's try and get a voice. Um, the other things that I'm battling with sort of, you know, weekly is try to get a, an appointment with the Minister for Industry, unfortunately, politely declined, obviously, mm-hmm. due to demands on time. Um, however, you know, his first few months were spent visiting larger manufacturing businesses, OEMs. Um, we were then signposted to Bayes. And in all honesty, it's felt a little bit like playing ping pong with the emails yep. going forward and backwards. Um, actually trying to sort of get to a point where there's some form of action that comes out of those emails. Um, Our local MPs promise now to write to the Secretary of State. Um, So hopefully, you know, that might get us a a hearing, you know, even just having that opportunity to actually go in and, and ask some of these representatives within government to think differently. Yeah. You know, SMEs are different. Their needs are different. And we need people to hear us so they can understand what it is that we need done differently. 
we don't want more we don't want more money we don't want you to, to to come rescue us we just want the support that's there to actually be useful yeah because otherwise our taxpayers money our corporation tax our personal income tax is getting wasted and we're seeing it being wasted daily weekly monthly so let's yeah. stop it have change Absolutely. Change. It, it's such a, I, I, you know, a lot of people say change and transformation, you know, they're, they're really overused words, but probably to the people that are resistant to them, you know, uh, you're exactly right. We do need change. And, you know, one of the reasons why I was so keen to, to get you on the podcast, um, I wasn't due to um, uh, publish one this week because um, it's a fortnightly podcast, but uh with the launch of the uh, the petition last week, I thought, right, you know, let's strike while the poker's hot. And my idea was that, you know, emails are okay and LinkedIn posts are okay, but actually people being able to see you talking so passionately uh, about this campaign, about the petition and the support that's really needed by the SME manufacturing community, it's three-dimensional. You know, people can actually see and buy into that um, uh that, that passion and, and that sort of determination that you know this 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 whole campaign thing it's not going to go away um if anything it you know hopefully it's going to pick up more momentum and, and get out to a much wider audience so there's no better way to do that than than with a video um so you know that we've already got you know many trade organizations um you know various government funded support organizations we've got we've got the leps we've got make uk we've got the fsb policy connect you know all of the trade associations they're all doing a great job you know they provide a great range of services for their members but what aren't they doing that could make so much of a difference and a big impact for for sme manufacturers do you think Unity is the first one. Yeah. Because the government hearing so many voices, how many of those voices just become noise? So unity, I think, has got to be the first one. Um, the second one, I would say, you know, each one that you've mentioned in, in many cases are doing a great job. Um, I personally, in my opinion, find that the LEPs have not been as effective in terms of business support as the RDAs were, mm. um, because the regional development agencies used to have potentially a wider network, maybe it was bigger funding, maybe it was down to the manufacturing advisory service that was sort of government funded, but through the RDAs. Yep. But for me, I saw much more engagement with businesses, with engineering and manufacturing, and particularly SMEs, when we had the RDA. The LEPs, from my experience, seem to be um, dealing with much bigger issues like infrastructure, you know, and, 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 and big pharma in our particular area, yep. uh, which is all well and good. But when they're tight on resource or when they have these bigger projects that they've got to focus on, who gets forgotten? The SMEs, because they don't have the time to visit 100 businesses, so they take the voice of two. Yeah. Because that's what they have time for. And that's what's got to change. You know, we've got the same with a lot of the trade associations. Um, Make UK in particular have done a fabulous job this last couple of years dealing with Brexit, support for all engineering and manufacturing businesses with the JRS and, and the campaigns that they successfully achieved to get better support, more tailored support. You know, the flexible furlough was a massive help to a lot of engineering and manufacturing businesses that I know, yeah. including us. 
Um, and they did a great job with that. But when they're dealing with these larger issues, again, the SME voice gets lost. Mm. You know, when you're dealing with repre representing huge businesses to government in terms of the issues with the apprenticeship levy, okay, that's great. And we want and need the apprenticeship levy to, to, to be reviewed and, 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 and changed or preferably scrapped. Because in all honesty, apprenticeships have dropped since that was brought in. But again, yeah. that doesn't help SMEs. That doesn't change the skills funding landscape for SMEs. You know, our local colleges have not got the kit they need. They don't have the tutors. They don't have the resource to actually attract the talent in. So there's all these fabulous sort of potential opportunities there which are just not been utilised and nobody's yeah. actually seeing it as a whole. Yeah, so, it just needs gelling together, doesn't it? Yeah, we need unity and we need a different view. It's not one size fits all. Mm. You know, support or, or, or schemes for improvements, whether it be productivity, whether it be environmental, whether it be, you know, changing the way that we, we, we look at apprenticeships. What applies to an OEM is not going to apply to an SME. So let the SME be heard and yeah. give us a chance. Let our ideas come to the forefront because, with respect, a lot of us have been running our businesses on our own for many, many years, doing it very successfully. So we obviously have something to say. Let us say it. Absolutely. And it's, it's the SME community that, that's sort of propping up the, the big OEMs anyway, you know, because, they, you know, they don't make all of their own stuff these days. You know, a lot, lot of the work subcontracted out to the to the supply chain. So, you know, if it wasn't for SMEs, there probably wouldn't be. Well, the OEM market would would just look totally different, wouldn't it? You know, so it, it is important. Um, okay, well, thank you for that. What? So, just looking at some figures the other day, that there there is approximately about two point seven million people in the UK in the manufacturing sector. If I've got that right, I hope I've got my research right. Um, it is. On, on, but that that doesn't even include all the spin-offs. You know, yeah, so. absolutely. So, you know, I would urge anyone who earns a living from UK manufacturing to support this campaign and petition, naturally. What, in your opinion, can people do to, to help build support and momentum for this campaign outside of just signing? You know, what, what else can be done to, to, to help? Get involved, you know. Speak to your local LEP, speak to your local councils. If you find that there's a barrier and you're struggling to find the support that you need, let them know what that barrier was. Don't just give up on the application process because it's too difficult. Yeah. Actually contact someone there and tell them what needs to change. Um, get involved with your local trade organisations, you know, whether it be on a local basis or a national basis. You know, get your voice heard. But yeah. whatever happens is put your point across, you know, let's let's get together. Let's make sure our voices are heard, because unless we actually speak in one unified voice, we are just going to end up being noise. Yeah, um, I'm really hoping that if we can get enough support behind this campaign and we can get a commissioner for manufacturing, you know, somebody who is politically independent, somebody mm. who's not going to disappear at the next cabinet reshuffle. We actually have a real chance of, 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 of showing exactly what an amazing industry this is, what fabulous opportunities there are for, 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 for young and old, because yep. not about just attracting the youth in through, you know, through, through school leavers, et cetera, and, and re-educating the actual careers teachers. This is about re-educating the UK. 
about what engineering and manufacturing now is because we are not what we once were you know we've developed we've grown we've improved our technology is immense yeah. you know the, the R&D that goes on is fascinating and I mean look at look at some of the best technologies we've got here from F1 most of it's here Absolutely. that machining that design that development is done here in the UK so you know we've got to all start shouting about UKMFG as our hashtag is shout yep. about UK tell people the great news tell people exactly why we're different explain the different careers that are available because it's not just on a machine marketing sales it you know design technology all these different careers you know even being an accountant within an engineering and manufacturing business you know the pay grades are brilliant compared to a lot of other industries you know, so it's not just about how fascinating it is and how inspiring it is, but you also get paid well for it as well. Yeah. And, and as you say, lots of different sort of career options under the, you know, under the manufacturing umbrella. And I, I guess, uh, you know, over the last sort of five, five to 10 years, as, as digitalization has, has become, you know, the, the, the sort of center point or the, you know, the sort of uh, the focus for the future, um, you know, and I guess some of the SMEs are sort of struggling a little bit in in getting their head around that whole digitalization piece. And I, I suppose there's some help and support that that can be given around that. But like you say, it's not just about getting the youngsters into the into the sector. Uh, it's not just about the the products and the technology. Um, there are all these other sort of career paths that can that can be taken up, you know, and, and manufacturing is it's a vibrant sector. You know, um, it's not like okay if you're working in a foundry that is still probably seen as quite quite a you know an old traditional type of um type of industry but you know outside of the the more heavier parts of industry you know a lot of manufacturing has changed a lot of the processes that they're being improved and new processes are being uh, you know invented all all the time it's just you know we've gone from having no cars to to planes to computers and you know there's things going up in space and all sorts now what why wouldn't you want to get involved in manufacturing but even going back to the traditional there's still amazing careers within the traditional without the foundry without the steel mill you know that part of the supply chain is is gone so you know we need to learn lessons from covid we need to learn lessons from brexit we need to develop the UK supply chain so that we are actually able. We may choose at times not to make everything ourselves here in the UK, whether it be for a commercial decision or a politically correct yeah. decision. But we need to be able to, because if we're able to, then the power's ours. Yeah. The choice is ours. But when you have no choice, there is no power and there is no opportunity to actually put your own point across or Mm. buy your own product so what we need is choice you know we need to not be at the behest of other countries or other countries supply chains you know we need to bring the key elements of manufacturing that we have lost in the UK back to the UK so that we can have a strong UK independent supply chain reshoring is one of the biggest buzzwords you know through 2021 and 2022 we all know why but it shouldn't just be in response to a global pandemic. It should be a national strategy. Yeah, absolutely. It's just a shame that it's taken things like COVID and, you know, the supply chain issues to, to bring reshoring in, into the, 
into the forefront. You know, people have talked about it for, I mean, I've been in recruitment over 20 years and it, it's, you know, it's always been like a bit of a dream when I've spoken to manufacturers, oh, it'd be great if we could bring certain stuff back. All the tool making's gone abroad. And now we're actually seeing stuff and and there are some, you know, some tool makers that, that, that are, you know, winning work uh, over, um, you know, international uh, suppliers. And it's great to see things like that coming back. So uh, it's been a long time coming and hopefully that will, you know, that, that will continue. So what, what else, what else is planned for, for 2022, Andrea? Um, obviously we've got the petition running at the moment. This campaign is going to roll on and get bigger and bigger. Are there, are there any other things that, um, that, that you can share with us uh, that, that you may have planned or any other ideas uh, that may, that may help the SME manufacturing community this year? Uh, well, we're talking to a variety of other partners and, and, and people who are, are willing to show their support, but might not necessarily be willing to publicly commit to it right now. Yeah. Um, so, so there's a lot of irons in the fire, to use your analogy earlier. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. But in terms of sort of, you know, the next few months, it's a case of keep up the pressure, keep up the, 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 the attempts to try and get heard by the people in government who can actually make a difference. Yeah. Um, Try and get passionate SMEs into government to actually be able to express our ideas, to show them the waste, to show them how we can help their productivity mm. um, and improve their budgeting because <laughs> we do it daily. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> so, you know, um, we're going to keep pushing on that. I think one of the other things that can happen, you know, we've got a number of engineering and manufacturing events coming up over the next sort of six months. Yep. Bring any question and answer sessions. I think it would be brilliant if supporters could actually raise the question. Is there desire for a commissioner for manufacturing or an independent voice within government to represent the voice of manufacturing? Yep. Do they feel SMEs are actually heard? Just keep asking that question because the more we keep asking the question, at some point somebody will listen and answer. Absolutely. Well, well, thank you very much for your, you know, really detailed and, and passionate uh, overview of, of the campaign and the petition and, and why this has been started. So it's been really great to, to talk to you today, Andrea. Thank you very much indeed for, for coming on. Um, so that really wraps us up uh, at the end of today's episode. And I hope everybody's enjoyed uh, the discussion today. Um, thanks again to Andrea Wilson. Thank you for listening and look out for the next episode of Insights for Manufacturing. See you next time and bye-bye.